This is Project Challenge with your host, Doug Lund, keeping the boring old D in challenge this week because, you know, that's what happens with age. And Eric D. Hollis. <laughs> Super lazy. <laughs> I guess we are the lazy this week. Our female comic book fans finally got a hero to represent them. Would you agree? That's going to be the main topic of conversation today is Wonder Woman. I'm glad we got to sit down and do this quickly after we both had a chance to see it early. We've both been looking forward to this one for a long time. We've both said on many occasions, what have you said, Eric? It better not suck. If it does, it would be the nail in the coffin, I think, for the DC Cinematic Universe. I think also being one of the first female-led superhero movies in this next wave. I know we had Helen Slater's Supergirl back in the day, but you don't really see a female-led superhero to lead with the most iconic female superhero. Absolutely. I don't think you can screw that up, and I don't think they did. I'm not going to say it was great, and we'll get into reasons why later. I enjoyed the shit out of it. They did a good job with the character. Gal Gadot owned the whole film. I was happy today to walk into the theater and see a lot of little girls dressed as Wonder Woman. Nice. That made me very happy. On a Saturday at 10 a.m., there with their parents, and you know they got to see their hero, which I think was really cool. Nolan versus Side, definitely the best DC movie. And you can argue with me there, but... I'm not going to argue with you there. I'd go a step further and say, not only was it good, it was pretty phenomenal. And with the charisma that she displays, I'm hoping that they acknowledge that and build the franchise around her. Because right now, that's the move that is the surest bet. I think they have to, don't you? I, I think they have two good bets. I think they have a good bet in their Batman, and I think they have a good bet in their Wonder Woman. So they've got two of the seven Justice Leaguers pretty well filled out. Yeah, you have to use her in a greater capacity going forward, right? If what we talked about earlier was true, which is maybe someone at DC looked at what Marvel has done and they went back to the drawing board and this is their Captain America, the first Avenger. We got Wonder Woman, the first Justice Leaguer. I think it goes beyond arguable that they've built the franchise around Captain America. I mean... We know that the sexy superstar is Iron Man, but all of the threads of what we've seen with those characters have been uh, Captain America-centric. And it is because he's the oldest character, and it's easy to start with that period piece and then build an anthology on top of that. If Cap doesn't work, the Marvel movies don't work. Right. Just like I think Superman has not worked to this point, I think Wonder Woman was the right way to go. Also, I think taking this film out, of the Snyderverse, not out of it, meaning she's not a part of it, but time-wise, boom. I mean, they immediately went to, okay, we're going to show you Wonder Woman now. By the way, spoiler alerts, guys, we're going to talk about the movie. Oh, shit, yeah, we should say that. But they start off, uh, she gets a package from Wayne Enterprise. In fact, I think the first thing you see on the screen is the Wayne logo, correct? I think you see her uh, walking up towards, uh, apparently she's got a job at the Louvre. And uh, yeah. yeah, then the truck that's rolls true. in that's, with that's the, right. the Wayne Enterprise logo. Um, gets a letter from Batman, finds that original picture that we've seen in Batman versus Superman, sends it to her and says, I really wish you'd tell me your story. Right. And it immediately flashes back to where that picture came from. And I thought, yeah, they use that narrative trope a lot, but I thought it was really well done. And then we get, in my opinion, the best fucking 20 minutes of the movie is the origin story. She has a unique origin story she has an origin story we haven't fucking seen a hundred times there's no dead parents there's no dead uncle it's unique it's different i loved it 
that part of the movie with Robin Wright Penn and who played uh, Hippolyta? She was fucking amazing. Connie Nielsen? Connie Nielsen, yes. Both of them owned those roles. That was the best part of the movie. Honestly, dude, if they would have stayed in Themyscira, I would have loved that film. Not only did those uh, two actresses that you named kill the roles, but Jesus Christ, they can kick ass. My favorite action sequence in the whole film was at the beginning. The beach? Hands down. And we'll get into why I thought the other ones looked a lot like fucking Injustice (laughs) fights. And maybe because you and I have done nothing but play Injustice for the past two weeks. The first fight had a genuineness about it of those two worlds colliding. And we never went back to Themyscira either. Which we were warned in the narrative might be the case. Might be the case. Yeah, they did tell us that. The more I'm thinking about it, the first 20 minutes of the movie were my favorite part. I'm not going to say they lost me after that. I guess the middle, the the second act is all the World War One shit. Right. Which was cool. It was. And I thought that uh, that Pine did a, a great fucking job with his character playing uh, Steve Trevor. It was the third act I had a problem with. Major problems with the villain. And not the actor that portrayed him, even though I, I know you're probably going to bring that up. I just didn't like the way it was done. I thought it was really cheesy. Let's go back to the beginning. What did you think of the mechanic that they set up the storyline with? That Zeus has been killed, all of the gods have, and essentially it's just Ares left. Themyscira has been hidden and is still out there in the ocean and accessible, we find out pretty quickly. I liked it. I mean, I knew, of course, that the big reveal would be that she was the weapon. Yeah. From the beginning. Isn't that how you write that scene? I thought she was going to tell her right there. The Robin Wright character was going to say, you know, Antiope, is that how you say her name? I think so. I I suck at Greek names. She did a great job. She's an actress I don't see in a lot of stuff. I know she's in House of Cards, right? She isn't. And she's just as brutally phenomenal in House of Cards as she was in Wonder Woman. She's a great actress and she completely sold that role. You had no doubt in your mind that she was the badass on the island. And I love that. I thought all the actors actually uh, did a, a good job. I didn't really care for the Poison Lady. She was okay. She was kind of a throwaway character. Dr. Poison. Dr. Poison. Yeah, I thought that was kind of chintzy. I should take a minute to acknowledge that we've just been joined by Tyler Run TRG up in his own bit cave. Throw those cans on. Thank you, guys. To kind of bring you up to speed, Doug and I were just talking about how a lot of the movie worked, but we both had big problems with Act 3. I can completely agree with that. What I did over here a little bit, though, is it's really sad to me that Dr. Poison was a, a throwaway character, and I, I don't disagree with that, but I really wanted her to be something more, because what was she? They emphasized her so much. She was used to show Wonder Woman's humanity near the end of the film, correct? That's the device that they yeah. pulled out of it. But And was left as a loose thread. I mean, sure. the, we shouldn't assume that we've seen the last of Dr. Poison at this point. I hope we haven't. I liked her mask. I liked the aesthetics that they gave her. And I think she was supposed to be a really interesting character. Like, I really wanted to love her so much more than I did. Because I agree. Like, from the trailers, I was like, oh, she's going to be a really cool character. Like, a badass villain. And she wasn't. She was She was in two or three scenes, you know. And one of them, like Eric said, was just to show, uh, look how flawed they are. Like, show her gaping mouth. They're so evil and bad. And that was poor. It was it was not a good use of that character. And the whole third scene was entirely wasted. You're talking about the whole third act? Yes. I'm not going to say wasted, but I thought the Injustice fight on top of the surveillance tower, they did a good job showing you how powerful 
Wonder Woman was. And I, but I thought that was better displayed in the World War One scenes. Where, dude, as soon as she picked up the tank, you and I were like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, like, we're, dude. yeah." We were cheering because you expect Superman to pick up a tank. Yeah, you don't really think of Wonder Woman in that way, even though she's probably just as powerful. I don't know. Have her and Superman ever fought? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, they have, and she can hold her own, right? Absolutely. Is, is one of the few that can hold her own. I think they did a good job of showing a young, the Wonder Woman that we see that fights Doomsday has 80 more years experience, correct? And, and knows she's a god and knows what her capabilities are. I thought it was good. I liked the origin story. The best part yeah. of the movie. And that was my favorite part of uh, Batman vs. Superman was when she just jumps in and they throw her theme song in like, I do still have a problem with the theme just doesn't stick to my gills, man. I think it worked in Batman vs. Superman, but as far as in her own movie, like it was kind of overused. They played it every time she like jumped into anything. Like she could deflect one bullet, and they were like, "No, they didn't." And I actually, was actually paying attention to that particularly because I don't really care for that theme either. But I thought they used it very sparingly in the movie, and. I think my favorite scene is the one where she climbs up out of the foxhole, slow motion, and isn't really sure what she's going to do, but she knows she has to do something. They really didn't get into that theme then. It was just kind of like this uncertain look on her face, and the music is very kind of somber in the background, and you're really kind of expecting something bad to happen, and then she just goes fucking ham on those goddamn Germans. It was fucking awesome. That and the, uh, the scene in the boat were the two best scenes in the movie. The scene in the boat was the best the character dialogue was. You don't want to sleep with me? And also when he was in the bath, all of that dialogue was really done well. I did not see that translate to the third act of the film. The movie started off way better than it ended. My favorite part of the whole movie was right after the trenches when she got to the town and she's just running through, just jumping around, just beating people's asses, kicking people out of windows. Like the way that they portrayed the fight scenes then was believable, which when you got to the third act and she was fighting Ares, it was really overdone animated wise. The villain in particular, I had some problems with. I thought the Wonder Woman performance, though, was the whole movie. She's like, I really don't know what I'm capable of. And with each successive fight, she's like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess I can bounce bullets off of my cuffs or pick up a fucking tank or launch up and destroy a fucking clock tower with my body. (laughs) Or even like they even showed it before she left the island where she learned like, oh, Fuck these things I can hang on to. I can just punch my fist into the fucking wall and climb up. Yeah. I, yeah. Again, the first act was the best part. I hate to keep harping on it, but that first act was so good. The second act was great. The third act sucked dick. Yeah. And I don't know if you heard us talking about this, borrowed heavily from some movies that we've seen before. This looked like the first Avenger redone DC style. And I could argue that that scene that you were just talking about on the tower was part of Spider-Man's origin story where he figured out he could climb up a wall. I didn't think about it that way. But as far as comparing it to another movie, it is Captain America, the first Avenger. (laughs) I almost think beat for beat. We talked about this earlier, Tyler, but she even had her own howling commandos. (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm not familiar with. From the comics, and I will apologize in advance, I do not know Wonder Woman like I know X-Men, Spider-Man, anything like that. I don't think I've ever read a Wonder Woman story that didn't involve another hero. Yeah. So are they part of that, or were they created for this universe? I'm not familiar with them from any Wonder Woman canon that I know. 
since we did a little research into this, there's the possibility that they might turn some of those characters into some other DC heroes that we are familiar with, like Apache Chief. (laughs) Are you familiar with Apache Chief, first of all? In the comic books? Or from Super Friends? Or from Super Friends. Oh, no. Well, anyway, there's a chief named, and I didn't know this until tonight, Apache Chief, which pretty fucking generic name. Yeah. But he could grow. Yeah. And we thought the chief in Wonder Woman, I was like, is that going to be Apache Chief? Apache Chief? Well, that's kind of close to even like uh, Runaways has their own Indian who can just grow. He summons kind of more of an Indian spirit and he'll grow into like a large Indian spirit. So Okay. So there's a lot of different things that it could have been. And I, I do see that. I think Chris Pine was very great in the movie. He did wonderful in every part that he was in, in my opinion. I was a huge fan of, and his character, Steve Trevor, Steve Trevor is in the comic books. Oh, sure. Doug and I were both shocked that he died. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of the other characters. And of course, uh, Wonder Woman wasn't one of my favorites, even when New 52 came out and I was signing up to put those in my box. Wonder Woman wasn't one of the ones that I chose. So Steve is in the original Wonder Woman TV series as well and was a, a main character in that show. I knew once they cast him in the World War era that his time was going to be limited, just like Peggy Carter in the analogous. Think about how similar those two characters are. Sure. We're going to have to break this down. I might pull the scripts up, and we should look like on pages. Like This happens here. This happens here. They're very similar. And I've only seen the first Avenger, I think, once or maybe twice. But the more I think about it, they are the same movie. They even go as far as to like enforce the fact that she's not going to use the sword that often that she's going to use her shield. So there are huge similarities between the two of them. The only time she used the sword was to stab homeboy, right? She maybe like sliced a few people's guns. And I think that was it for the most part. She did use her shield to like, and the lasso, which was awesome. Right. Uh, I thought the lasso effects, even though I think Tyler, you and I talked some of the special effects we thought, we're lacking a little bit. Aries, mainly. We thought the golden lasso was awesome, the way that that was portrayed. I did think so. And there's so many ways they could have fucked that up. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It was just good enough that it didn't distract me, and that's what I was concerned about. I think what they did well is they did a lot of the effects that could have been terrible off screen, and they pulled the rest of it into the shot. Give me an example of that. That's interesting. So in the... For like example- her invisible jet? Is it not there? <laughs> No, for example, when they first get in that town, literally my favorite scene in the whole movie, and she's just beating ass, right before the sniper, she's lassoing all sorts of people, but before she goes and like whips around their feet and throws them around, that all happens off screen, and she'll pull them on, and she'll fling them into someone else. Yeah, that same shot you're thinking of, there's a pan over where they go through some smoke, and I'm like, that's where the edit was. I I mean, immediately that was my thought. I was like, oh, as soon as they went through the smoke for half of a second, I was like, yep, that's where they cut. That scene was really well done. The action sequences got worse. As the movie progressed. As the movie progressed. The action sequences got worse. Agreed. I didn't care about the Ares battle. The movie was basically over for me when Wonder Woman saved the village. I was like, well, then you guys can just go save a bunch more villages. I didn't (laughs) think we were going to see an Ares fight. And maybe that's what threw me out of the flick. Even though that's what she sets off to do at the beginning of the movie? I thought that was done for she doesn't understand our world. Yeah. And they kind of played towards that a couple times. They, they did. did. They, they played that card heavily. Yeah. I would say 
I thought the twist was great, but the villain was, as we say in a lot of these movies, extremely lacking. They even played that card when she killed... Uh, Ludendorff. Ludendorff, yeah. You know how many times this morning I could hear that pronounced in Box's voice? Every time they would say his name, I would think, oh, Ludendorff, like every fucking time. Box has cursed me forever. To I will always hear German and laugh my ass off. Oh, that's the, the German, definition of racism right there. One of the Germans, too, said something about uh, crossing the line, and all I thought about was Beer Fest. Like, no, did you have to cross the line? Like... <laughs> <laughs> so that took me out of it. Is, is that the definition a, of racism? That... That's discrimination. That's not necessarily racism. Germans not a race. They're sure they are. They're the master race, <laughs> supreme Aryan race. Sure, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, it really is a race. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a nationality. It is. No, that's, you're right. That's discrimination. Okay, Tyler's right about this one. I'll take one. <laughs> now get us back to the conversation with an excellent transition. <laughs> so. About what we were talking about before. He said excellent. (laughs) (laughs) My excellent transition. So we go into Ludendorff or whatever his name was. And he gets killed and we're all like, oh gosh, well he wasn't Ares. Maybe there isn't an Ares. And then we have a villain that I really didn't expect who turns out to be Ares. And I know we touched on this a little bit because I didn't think that I was going to be able to join PC tonight. So I'm really grateful that I am. Thanks for having me on. Me too. I'm happy you're here. And they have, uh, what was his name? He's in Harry Potter. He's, David Thewlis. Yeah, okay. I'm not familiar with his name. Thank you, David Thewlis. And I think he would have been fantastic. And Eric and I touched on this one part a little bit. This was basically all we talked about was as soon as he throws that armor on, wasted. Because up to that point, I was still excited about the movie. I thought that he was a very interesting villain as Ares. If he had just had his powers in his suit, he just looked dapper, throwing shit at fucking Wonder Woman. That would have been wonderful. I have a real mixed emotion about that in particular, because on the one hand, you're doing something different that we've never seen before. A god who basically looks like your high school drama teacher. And then, like you said, they throw the suit on. Then it just becomes this weird, like... I can still see his mustache through the, <laughs> the mask, and that doesn't really work. Connor actually pointed it out immediately. He's like, that's Ares armor from Injustice, another Injustice callback. I think that was not used indiscriminately or subtly. No, and I had the same problem. I told you today was with the mustache and the Lord of the Rings helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take you fucking seriously. And I think we're at a point where if he had gone through so much time from the creation of the Amazons to this point where he's at in World War One. He has been among humans this whole time, I would assume. So he's adapted mannerisms and he's adapted, you know, how they dress, how they talk and all these things. And you could see that all the way up until he got his armor. And then he's like, Ugh. well, and then and even the, throw some the effects they him. were using for the rest of the fight at that point. It's like they ran out of time and didn't finish the movie yeah. because even the stuff they were doing, they could have with just a few simple things made it look a lot better. I swear to God, at one point. He yelled blades when he summoned up all of those (laughs) daggers and stuff and like attacked her. And I was like, why? (laughs) I think he did. I mean, we were both kind of into the flick at that point. But yeah. And I was still thinking about how I'd watched half of Dunkirk. (laughs) Have you guys talked about this already? Off mic we did. Okay. Did you get the same trailer as we did? I absolutely did. He got a Justice League trailer, though. Oh, we did not. And I'm also really looking forward to Dunkirk because I love Nolan. Because I've already watched 45 minutes of it. (laughs) 
I promise we have watched that whole movie. Like, people walk down a dock and planes shoot at them. <laughs> like, I've seen the whole movie. <laughs> right now, until further notice, DC is still the house that Nolan built. So if he wants to slap his Dunkirk trailer in front of Wonder Woman, he fucking earned that right. Sure. He did, but why not slap a Justice League exclusive? I thought one thing DC wasted, you don't have to do it like Marvel, but besides the letter from Bruce Wayne... It didn't really tie into... I was expecting a little bit more, especially when the movie opened with the shot of the Wayne truck. I was like, okay, we're going to... Dakota of this, after the main story, we're going to get something. We're going to get a little stinger where... I don't know how I would have done it, but I was fully expecting, like, this is your Wonder Woman movie. Tie this in. I paid heavy attention to look for things that they did tie in, and maybe I missed them because Man of Steel had something like eight or nine easter eggs and it was great they had a satellite from wayne industries that you would only notice if you had watched him get thrown up into space i did expect wonder woman to have some other stuff but to be fair it's a new director yeah a new director and it's in a time before a lot of that might have existed we have to kind of consider that I still saw Snyder's fingerprints on this one. I did too. But thankfully, they were not smearing the lens with which the rest of the movie played out. We have our gripes. This movie has its flaws and still managed to do the job of not tanking the DC Entertainment Universe and giving us a a ray of hope. I mean, in many ways, maybe the reason that they avoided all those tie-ins is because this is perceived as a reboot. Let's wash the taste at last three movies out of our fans' mouths and give them this and then go from there. Hopefully she has a big part in Justice League because I don't think we're going to see Superman until Act 3 of that flick, correct? Uh, right. And be it, my guess. And she is clearly the leader of the League at this point. It's not Batman. And I think Batman, the character, is more than willing to let her run the show with him doing his rich guy thing in the background do you feel that way i absolutely do i do too even based on the letter he sent her like batman being appreciative like hey i found this fucking picture for you and i'd really like to hear the story that doesn't sound like bruce wayne like i kind of understand what you guys are saying but if you're think back to batman versus superman we we, we really don't want to (laughs) no and i don't want to either although i have not seen the extended rated r cut so I can't talk to that point, but there was a very specific point where he is talking to Wonder Woman and he says, we need to find the others. And that is kind of Batman's role. You know, he is a leader behind the scenes and maybe he puts her out in front, but he does the work. He does. Actually, he doesn't say, let's find the others. He said, there are others. He came by this information by way. It was actually Lex Luthor who found all these heroes, which I really liked that as a bit of storytelling. I think that was well done. Yeah, maybe if they had a good Lex Luthor. He kind of shares that information, and it's her that comes back to him. I think it's even in the Justice League trailer saying, you need to go find these people, and uh, we're going to need their help. We do see him talking to a lot of the people in the Justice League trailers, though. He talks to, I believe, Aquaman. He talks to Flash. Right. So he does go out and try to recruit most of these people. On her directive. Sure. I guess we'll have to see where it goes. Well, again, it's been a long time since I've seen a hero as charismatic as she was. She's awesome. The slow-mo was overused, but oh my God, Eric and I were talking about, you remember the fervor when the casting was announced, and I remember not getting excited about it. I wasn't shitting on it like a lot of the internet was. 
but she fucking killed it. I'd never seen her in anything before because I don't watch Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh, that's where she's from. Yeah. She's Han's girlfriend in Fast and the Furious, the Asian dude from Tokyo Drift. I know exactly who it is now. I didn't even put that together until you said that. She's great in that movie. She is. And she is a very wonderful, charismatic Wonder Woman. When I saw her in Batman vs. Superman, as much as we hate to think about that particular movie, that was the one part that I actually really liked. It gave me chills in that movie. So I can understand what you guys are saying. And most people were like, oh, but she's an Amazon. And I think that's why they kind of addressed it in this movie. Well, she's not really an Amazon. You're not one of us, you know. They kind of heavy-handed, like, slapped you across the face that she's not an Amazon. Maybe that's why she's not as big or as built as some of the other women on... Themyscira? Yeah, God, I wanted to say something very close to that, but not exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't even think I'm pronouncing it right. I think Themyscira is pretty close. I was going to say, like, Themascus, whatever. Close enough. But... Themascus. Eric and I already covered that topic, too. The Greek names are tough. Yeah. <laughs> Hippolyta. Yeah, Robin Wright pen, <laughs> especially in those accents, man. Like, <laughs> well, I'm gonna sleep easier tonight. I'm happy that not only did this movie not suck, but seem to perhaps salvage and redirect the DC universe in the direction that it needs to go. Because if they never make another movie that's worse than this one, we're still okay. That being said, we're months away now from the Justice League premiere, which is the uh, Really going to beat the big show. I'm wondering if they had it to do over now, if DC would have decided to do the group movie before all of the individual origin stories of the characters that we're getting ready to meet. There's been a lot of developments in that movie recently. Zack Snyder's daughter killed herself. Zack has pretty much dropped off of the project, even though it was in the can. I can't even imagine what he's dealing with right now, and I wish him and his family the best. But what has happened is DC has reached out to their Batgirl director, Joss Whedon, who we know was very successful on the Avengers. You can't pick a better name for someone to take over your team film at this point, can you? Who else has a proven track record? Even before Avengers, like, I'm definitely a Joss fan. Sure. Dollhouse, Firefly, Buffy, amazing. So when he was on Avengers, that's what really stoked me to see that movie. While I don't think he did great on the second Avengers, everyone had read that he was kind of over it. He was, uh, I wrote this in a bar or whatever the, the story was. So be it. Maybe Marvel wasn't treating him well. But the fact that he's jumping into another team movie and he's saying, well, I'm excited to kind of work on a DC film. It makes me excited again to hope that DC steps further in the right direction after Wonder Woman. And I think we might see that. That's my opinion. And I know that you said it's in the can. I don't believe that one bit. I think the movie could have been wrapped. And now that they've got different talent involved, we know they're doing reshoots. Regardless of whether they acknowledge them as reshoots or not, they're doing reshoots. They're not going to reshoot the whole flick. No, they're not going to. Not for a November release date. I'm not saying they're going to blow it up and start over. They don't have enough time to do that. People can say what they want about Snyder. He's got a good eye, and I like a lot of his visuals. I know he gets accused of being a music video director a lot, but I think he does have a good eye behind the camera. I think Josh could take 50, 60, 70,000 hours or whatever of what he shot 
and make his own movie out of it. I sure. Mean, he doesn't necessarily have to reshoot shit. No. Reshoots, let me just address that real quick. They ain't a bad thing, I don't no. think. Rogue One went through them. Sometimes once you see what you have cut and you're like, you know what? We just need this one scene. They did it with Super Troopers too. They said we had some of the best material ever, but there was one thing we missed. So we grew the mustaches back and we went back on set and we <laughs> we fucking shot that shit. I don't think it's a bad thing, but to have Whedon to be able to put the pieces of the puzzle together is a great thing for Justice League. I think that it is a great thing. And as much as you guys may hate it, I think Schneider did very well with Man of Steel. Not necessarily Batman vs. Superman, but Man of Steel was a fairly solid movie, in my opinion. Doug liked it, I didn't. I liked Batman vs. Superman, too. And I liked most of it. I hope we never get a Batman versus Superman 2. <laughs> yeah, God, seriously. Luther's return. I actually liked it the first time I saw it, but it grew so much less on me. We've talked every about this on the I've cast. That movie gets worse with every viewing, and I can't say that about a lot of films. How many times have you seen it? Three. Four. Wow, really? Uh-huh. So you've seen a movie that you can't stand more than Star Trek Beyond. I have, actually, because I saw BVS with you, I saw it with Jake, and I have uh, watched the R-rated cut. I saw it two times in one day because I had two different people that wanted to see it when it came out. Yeah. And then I saw it again with another friend, and I forget the fourth time I saw it because it was on TV or some... Oh, yeah, I have seen it four times. Amit <laughs> and I watched it in New Orleans one morning. Uh, not the whole thing, but we watched part of it. And I haven't even seen the R-rated cut, and everyone's like, oh, it makes it so much better, and I'm like... It's better, but... It has degraded so much in my mind from the three additional times I had to watch it. And the first time, what was so great about it, I watched it in IMAX, mm. 3D, all this crazy cool shit, and I was like, wow, I actually really like that movie. And I was like, yeah, this is the best DC film I've ever seen. And then like, I saw it again, and I was like, what the hell? Did you forget that? about Dark Knight? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and Dark Knight is probably one of my favorites, so. That's got to still be the best DC movie. Dark Knight and then Lego Batman. Lego Batman, yeah, it's way up there. And we're obviously. <laughs> it's ex- pretty good. We're obviously excluding animated. Well, we're not. If we're, you know, including Lego Batman, then I wouldn't even put Dark Knight up there. I would put. Dark Knight Returns. Gosh, no, so many things. Year Zero. Um, year One. Oh, is there a Year Zero too? No, I meant Year One. Yeah. Okay, Frank Miller, right? No, um, Batman and the Red Hood is probably one of my favorite. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a great one. And uh, uh, Justice League Dark, if you haven't seen that. I have. It is phenomenal. And most of their animated films just blow any cinematic universe out of the water. But I think it's because what they can do with it. And I think that's kind of what we saw in Wonder Woman. Is You can't quite get the same action live that you do in animated I think you can. I think Marvel has demonstrated that. I think Guardians of the Galaxy demonstrated that. Look at the no, airport yeah, scene right. in yeah. Civil War. If that's not a perfect what splash panels look like. Guardians even riffed on it because like, hey, we're going to have this great action sequence. But you know what? We're going to show Groot fucking dancing. No, James okay, Gunn is brilliant. Yeah. All right. How about this? Uh, DC can't seem to get get the grasp on live action effects like that. Well, the point that I've been trying to arrive at for 10 minutes, and I'm sorry that it took me so long to get here, is they would be idiots not to just let Joss have 100% creative control going forward. Fuck, if he even wanted to do something as drastic as move the release date back, do it. Or, Listen uh, to him. Or recast The Flash. Oh, my God, seriously. 
what they should do is they should be like, hey, Joss, here's Jeff Johns. Why don't you guys make a movie? Oh, I'm sure that's in the plans. In fact, I promise you it is. Johns is heavily involved now. His name was all over Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was. I really hope so. Because if that's you were the case, you were looking at your phone, I was doing research for the podcast. I'm glad you did because I was trying to find out if there was a stinger and if we needed to sit down and like watch it. I'm certain it was Johns that landed Whedon in this project, and if he's not involved in guiding the next few films, I'd be shocked too. And a Johns Whedon team up is exactly what these movies have needed. And I think now they have more cards to play. It was a theory I read that they were going to a Batverse. Now they can play with Wonder Woman a little bit more. I think that the movie's been successful. Like Green Lantern is a closed door right now. Wonder <laughs> Woman and Batman are both open. I think Green Lantern's like a semi-closed was door. Was that logo today? Was that brand new for this flick? That was awesome. Their little uh, the, at the beginning that showed all the heroes. Oh, yeah. It was new. I'd never seen it before. That was badass. Is that, is that JLA? It was all the members of the JLA. And it's and the, then it panned back from a giant crowd of DC heroes at the end. Right. Like almost JLI. Justice League International. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, it was more than that. Like, more I'm, than I'm just. Limited. Yeah. J- JLU, yeah. JLU, okay. yeah. All right. I love that. Um. I thought I had never seen that logo before. No. It's, it's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do more of that shit. I, and I hope they go into some of those unexplored characters and make really good movies of them because they could bring together. We've seen in their animated cartoons. Now, granted, that's, you know, 20 some episodes we've seen that they can handle Justice League Unlimited. Like they can handle those characters. I just started watching it again. And that show is the best DC thing ever, in my opinion. <laughs> it's so good. You got to earn the right to bring that to the big screen. Just like right. if Iron Man and Avengers had never been so successful, we never would have got Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. And I can understand exactly. that. On the other hand, though, I mean, you have almost the reverse in the Marvel Universe where they have these very successful movies. And you look at things like, you know, Spider-Man Ultimate and some of the animated that have come out after the Marvel Cinematic Universe got big. And they're not bad. I enjoy watching them, but they're not phenomenal. No, and I, and I don't know. I don't know why that is. Because, shit, I think animated-wise, you have the rights to use any Marvel character, just like DC has always had the rights to do because they're smart. Yeah. And they do. They use Wolverine and some others and Spider-Man Unlimited, so... Wolvie's always going to show up, but we don't need to talk about Marvel. This week is all about how DC great it is. Like, aren't up. you guys like renewed, like a renewed sense of thank Jesus is what I thought when I left the theater today. I was like, okay, they didn't fuck up Wonder Woman. So yeah. the little girl sitting next to me in her Wonder Woman costume isn't going to grow up like, oh, that movie sucked. <laughs> she had something to look at. Bottom line, they didn't get the movie right, but they got the character right. We have great things to look forward to with Gal. You said the door is open with her. I agree. The door is also open with Batman. I don't know that I do agree. We don't have Ben locked in as Batman for more than another movie or two, do we? I don't think the character is going to take the uh, the Sully that Superman has on the big screen. I think you throw somebody else in that Batman role and audiences will still love a great Batman flick. Ba- and Batman is almost infallible if you oh, think about okay. it. I thought you meant with... No, do, we, do I think we have Ben? No, but I think they're going Batverse. And whereas it might not be, it might be Batman in the aspect of how he showed up in Suicide Squad, but it'll be yeah. Batgirl or it'll be Nightwing or they're doing yeah. the Gotham City Sirens. They're going that direction. So I think we're going to see more of uh, Gotham. I think Superman's the character that they really fucked up. <laughs> I really do. 
I I don't think that came until after Man of Steel. I think Man of Steel was really good. I I'll really, still defend that. I really like Man of Steel. Love or hate Zack Snyder, there's several parts in that movie where you just, you buy 100% in. Fuck yeah, Superman. Do your fucking thing. If even if it only takes you there for a couple of minutes, it's still a successful movie as far as I'm concerned. And Maybe I, I need to revisit it. I think you do because I don't even like Superman as a character and I enjoyed that movie. See, I love Superman 2. It's still, I'd put like top 10 superhero movies. Superman 2 was, was great. Reeve got that role. He understood who in my mind Superman is. Henry Cavill is more, he's a gruffer, rougher <laughs> Superman. I like the nice guy that like, hey, if you cross him, he'll beat the shit out of you. But he's out to help people. I never got that from the Snyder Superman. Hmm. Really? I kind of did. I he's didn't. very baby faced. Yeah. In fact, there's one scene where he looks almost identical to Christopher Reeve. <laughs> <laughs> I like Reeve better. What I would like to say about Batman, we could very well see the, uh, oh God, Jesus, I've had way too many beers. Project Challenge. That's a good as time as any to talk about what you're drinking, Tyler. You know, I scratched all the shit off. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) Do you remember what it was called? It is Big Eddie Royal Nectar, and it's some kind of... Gosh, let me hold on. Let me swig this and I'll try to describe it. Okay. <laughs> so it's a heavy beer. Uh, I do remember it saying that it was 9.5%. Oh, shit. So it is, in fact, a heavy beer. I think it may be a quad and it's kind of berry infused. So it's called Big Eddie. It's very tasty. It is a wonderful beer. But my goodness, I don't know why I scratched the whole thing off of this. It has been great. Who's the brewer? Do you know? I don't. Well, listeners will be able to find that in the show notes. Yep, we'll find it for sure. What about you, brother? I don't want to have to pronounce it. I was about to ask you the same question. <laughs> <laughs> Uinta? Uinta? Uinta. Yeah, Uinta Farmside Saison. One thing that disturbs me, it's really good beer, by the way. I'm probably going to give it a four. Hey, did you save me one? Yes. For my cherry? I did. Thank you. For your what? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he traded me. what A cherry? It's... A- it's a cherry, a sour cherry goza. Oh, okay. Last yeah. night I drank it and I told him he could have one of, one by, of these. By Victory Brewing. But Goose it says it? an ale brewed Goose with white grape must. Like, <laughs> I don't like the word must. In your beer? In, in beer. Like, I thought the same thing. What is must when it comes to beer? I don't know. Musty it, is like not what you want when it comes to food or drinks. <laughs> or Musty is like what my ass crack feels like walking around in Atlanta after a day. That may be an industry or a, it a craft must thing. It something different. Yes. I'm sure it doesn't mean something from your ass crack in your beer. Hey, if it tastes good. <laughs> Tyler doesn't give a fuck. I think it's really good, though. Did you like it? I actually did, and I don't care for saisons. And I'm also going to give it a four. Yeah, I'm, I'm wow. going to stick with four. I'm so glad that I traded for one. What'd you rate your beer? Did I forget to ask you that? Yeah, so if I were to rate this particular beer, and again, I'm not 100% sure what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dumbass. (laughs) I'd have to give it a little over a four, maybe like a 4.2. It's pretty good. Okay. It's a very tasty beer. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. That is what we were talking about. Batman, yes. I think we could see it as a uh, a Batman Forever kind of thing. You know, he's going to get older in a sense. You mean Batman... um beyond batman beyond that is not batman forever goodness christ never fucking batman you mean batman beyond with terry yeah terry terry mcginnis yeah we want to see him as batman bruce is the mentor yeah 
I know a lot of people like Batman Beyond. I'm not really familiar with the property, but I've heard really good things. I loved it too. Okay, that's two people that I trust. It's great. And then they bring it into some of the other shows. Like, I'm pretty sure we see Terry McGinnis in Young Justice for a little bit. Uh, I, one I never watched that. Oh, you should watch that. It's so good. It's very good. I've I, heard. I anticipated it being kind of like one of those things. Have you guys seen Teen Titans and then Teen Titans Go where they kind of mucked it up a little bit and made it very kiddish? I watched both of those with Jake. <laughs> I watched both of those too and liked them for different reasons. I love Teen Titans Go, but Teen Titans, the original animated series, was phenomenal as far as story-wise, animation, everything. And uh, Teen Titans Go was just silly and hilarious and all sorts of fun stuff. But I thought that's what they did with Young Justice. I had never seen it before. And then we were talking about it on a prior BitFace episode where I thought they were doing a live action. And he was like, no, they're just doing a third season. And I was like, oh, interesting. Well, what were the first two seasons? And I watched it. And it is as good as Justice League Unlimited and some of their other animated shows. There was outcry when that series got canceled. And normally those shows only do run for two seasons because it's all about selling toys and marketing. No, there was people that were pissed. Because season two doesn't end on like, there's not a lot of closure. You need to watch it. It's great. I have seen the first three episodes of the first season and it didn't hook me. It gets infinitely better with every episode. Does it? A hundred percent. How far do I have to go before it does that? Uh, What happens in the last episode that you watched? Oh my God. It's been a while. They released Superman. Superboy. uh, Yeah. Young Superboy. There you go. It's uh, maybe one or two episodes past that, and you'll start getting the feel for the team. Because he's still an asshole right now. Yeah, Doesn't he really is. Change. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. They bring in some more characters, and the team starts to work together really well. They cut out Speedy, and they say, ah, whatever, you're not really part of the whole team. You're doing your own thing. And then they like start to enforce a story and team building, and it gets really good. And then they flip to the next season and all sorts of crazy shit happens. And that's all I'll say because I'm not going to try to ruin it for you. So I need to go back and watch this one is what you're telling me. At least try like three more episodes. And if you're not hooked, maybe it's not for you. But I like I think the you style. Like I said, I didn't feel excited about watching the next episode. And like I've said a thousand times, there's too much good shit to watch right now. They bring in Blue Beetle, The Runaways. They bring in so many more characters oh you had me a blue beetle (laughs) (laughs) and it is it's very much worth watching he was always my favorite part of uh brave and the bold and it's the same blue beetle from brave and the bold it's not who was the old ted cord ted cord it's not it's a god i can never remember it's uh it's hispanic name it is a very hispanic name yeah i can't remember julian it's not even julian it's something way crazier than that it's javier it's not Javier. Are you talking about the actor or the character? The, the character. character name. It's the same one that's in Injustice, right? Yeah. It is, yeah. And isn't his name Javier? It's I don't think so. It's Jaime. 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 That's yeah, it. yeah, it's Jaime. That's so yep. close to Javier. Uh, it's kind of close. <laughs> did you guys see the silhouette announcement this morning for Injustice? I did not. Okay, so we know the next three characters are Red Hood, Starfire, and Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. They showed silhouettes of the next six. One is definitely Black Manta. There's no fucking question. And one is definitely Raiden. The other four, no one has definitive answers about. And there's speculation that it's Rorschach, that it's John Constantine, oh, sh- that it's oh. Ray Sakul, um, Beast Boy. You guys will have to look at the silhouettes and talk to me about this. I posted this on BitFace today. But we're definitely getting Black Manta, which 
fuck yeah, and the Mortal Kombat character is going That's to be Raiden. Dope. How did this yeah. not come up when we were playing Injustice earlier? <laughs> I put it on BitFace this morning before I went to Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. During Wonder Woman, people were talking about it. Yeah. Okay. I bring it up here because I know this is going to go out on Monday. Well, so. I stayed up till 4 a.m. playing Injustice. Were and you, now, were you playing? Were you really playing it? I was. Were Ask you, my wife. There was the there was swearing, so I was playing. <laughs> Doug and I fought today for the first time, and we had some really good matches. Good. That's awesome. Yeah, we had some fun. You know, as Supergirl much as Supergirl is so beast. Supergirl's tight. Since we're talking about video games, there's something I want to get both of your opinion on. It's not a new announcement, but it also kind of ties into the superhero stuff a little bit in that the actor who currently plays Spider-Man, Tom Holland, has been cast to play Nathan Drake in the first Uncharted movie. I had seen that, and I'm not sure that I am a huge fan. Now, granted, I haven't finished all of the Uncharted games, and technically... Or any of them? I've never even finished the first Uncharted game. So I played through, gosh, I think maybe half of the first Uncharted, and then I played through a quarter of the third one, and I skipped the second one entirely, and I haven't touched the fourth. But beyond that, I would like to say that I think Tom Holland is just a little young, in my opinion, to play Nathan Drake. I think he's going to be playing a young Nathan Drake. And I do think he looks exactly like the young Nathan Drake in Uncharted 4. I haven't played Uncharted 4. Hearthstone is great, dude. But there's other fucking games, <laughs> that, are, games. that are really good. Yeah. Okay. Like, if you would go back and play my number one for the past four years, you never played Stick of Truth. I played through all the stick of truth. I don't believe you one bit. I did. On what system? You better pick one where I can't check. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling you out. I completely am because you were probably playing Magic the Gathering or something that was card related. <laughs> I'll have to figure it out. I don't remember what I played it on. Maybe one of the PlayStation system obviously. you had up in Canada? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to laugh that hard whatever anyways <laughs> stick of truth was really good so you skipped the best uncharted game i think two? holland is going to be yes two is revolutionary at I've the time it came never out touched it, so. i like two i'm going with four on the best uncharted game it's close for me four has the best ending in a video game and not donald trump it has the best ending in a video game in my opinion my favorite ending okay chrono trigger might be a number two Uncharted 4 is so good. But yeah, you need to go back and play to... In fact, I have the collection. Okay. I've got them all remastered on PS4. I like that they're going a different direction. God, you know, at one point, Marky Mark was going to be Nathan Drake. Yeah. When What's-His-Name was directing it. I think if Nathan Fillion was like 15 years younger. He's Wait. perfect. Oh, God. He's perfect in look and voice. How often does that happen? Oh, my God. Yeah, the voice is almost identical to nolan north yeah i think nolan north saw the visuals and was like oh i'm just gonna do my nathan fillion and maybe we get fillion as an old drake I, isn't that still possible if the uncharted series takes off you know sure. what if he hit the gym anything's possible these days anything's possible they made kurt russell 24 again excellent example and he fucking knocked up the universe cgi russell knocked up the universe my dad actually his first reaction was holy shit, that kid looks just like Kurt Russell. Like, my, my dad didn't know that it was like all CGI'd in. And that's how good it was, right? Yeah. That yeah. wasn't one that was terrible. It wasn't fucking Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, well, no. I told you that story too, and dad leaned over and he's like, I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dad. Peter Cushing died in the 80s. Uh, and of course, dad was kidding. He knew he was dead, but... 90s. He died. 90s? Yeah, we were in high school when he died. I think it was the year we graduated high school that Cushing died. 
We're going to see a lot more of that. In fact, I'm predicting the next actor we see young is going to be Sylvester Stallone. Uh, we talked about this already, didn't we? Did we talk about that? Him or Schwarzenegger? What did I say? Fuck. Was it on? It's so hard to keep up, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, it is getting difficult. I have to remember what I would talk about on each. Yeah, we talk about a lot of different things. <laughs> on cast, it sucks. <laughs> And every episode we go, yeah, we talked about that on, uh, I don't know, one of our casts. Oh, gosh, it was it was something. We talked about that somewhere. And maybe it wasn't even on a cast. We were like, oh, when we were all drunk, like standing around the island. We talked no, about that one time. We talked about it when last we three sat in here and talked about Guardians. This, this came, conversation up. came up. <laughs> oh, that was two Project Challenge ago then. No, that was nine. Oh, gosh. What the hell? You guys have taped so many. I don't know. I'm not on this. This is 13. Oh, geez. So not that many. This might as well be Friday. Tyler's been on three of the last four Project Challenge. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay. You might not get to hear yourself on the last one you were on because... That got released. I just saw it. It did get released. Oh, it got released I after got 35 minutes of new material <laughs> that Doug and I recorded. Look, that couldn't have been that bad because I kind of... Whatever. I don't want to go into this. Never mind. You're right. We won't. We have better yeah. shit to talk about. Sure. There's one more thing that I wanted to get your feedback yeah, on. Where are we at on time? I'm sweating my balls off. We're just at an hour. And okay. if, once we trim the beginning, we'll be just fine. So I guess the common sentiment was we're not excited about Tom Holland. Uh, no, I'm, I am. I'm way excited about Tom Holland. Holy oh, okay. Because I thought you guys were like, Meh, No, yeah. I just told you. I think he'd do oh, a great wait, wait, job. Wait. I'm excited how they're taking the character. Are we talking about is Nathan Drake? That's yeah. Drake. Oh. Tyler's not excited. Never mind. I'm excited. not excited. Okay. As Spider-Man, I'm way. I'm still going to call it doesn't happen. Can I put that card out there? It has talking about a fucking Uncharted movie for over a decade. It's been cursed. That's true. What about Tom Hardy as... Venom? Venom. Which one's Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy played Bane. He was in that Dunkirk Uh, trailer today flying one of those planes. Because he's in every Nolan movie because Uh, he's a a fantastic fucking actor. He is. He He was was one of the fighter pilots. He was, yeah. The one that looked like Tom Hardy? Did he say... What version of (laughs) (laughs) i flew from darkness (laughs) what version of venom are we getting i haven't done any research on this what are we getting nice venom hero for hire venom or are we getting brutal r-rated venom i have to think because it's a venom title that we're going to get anti-hero venom i think so too honestly that's my favorite version of venom you get someone who will act on his own accord. He'll help Spider-Man if it benefits him, and he has before. But he'll also, you know, rob a bank or do whatever he needs to do to survive. And I think that's the Venom I would want to see. If you saw Spider-Man 3, though, come on. That was not the Venom I want to see. I don't want the the anti-hero Venom. I want the Venom that wants to rip Peter Parker's fucking guts out. He was such a good villain until he got so popular that they had to change the character like they did with Lobo. Like they did with a lot of characters that start off hardcore. I want the old Venom, the Venom that I used to be scared of when I was reading Web of Spider-Man. We already have Deadpool, man. I don't know. I hope I, they do something I good think he's Deadpool. way different than Deadpool as an anti-hero, though. Deadpool is... A character who is meant to be such a satirical, but like, Deadpool slap did in the not face start like that. No, you're right. Now, I think Deadpool's change was to the better. Venom's yeah. change was for the worst. If you want me to line them both up, 
Venom's change has taken place in so many different mediums, though. Like, even in the old Spider-Man cartoons, he was an anti-hero, and he would help Spider-Man sometimes, even if he was fighting against Spider-Man with What Carnage. Spider-Man cartoon are you talking about? Because I'm really going to call you out here. Because he was villain, villain in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, the way he should have been written. Yeah. I'm going to have to go look up the particular episode, because there's one that I'm thinking of. I'll find it, and maybe I can't. Call me out on air, fine. Sure, whatever, I don't know it right now. But I will find it, and I will show it to you guys. I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just saying I don't like that version of the character. He is a good Spider-Man villain. And Spider-Man has a very good villain's gallery. And I think they took him from that. Rogue's gallery. Yeah, Rogue's, whatever. Flash is the Rogue's gallery. It didn't occur to me until just now, but this is Sony's reaction of, of, we didn't give Spider-Man, but Spider-Man's got other people to fight now, and he's got some new friends to hang out with. Why not start a Venom franchise? And that's really my question. I haven't done any research into this. I don't know if you guys have, but wouldn't it be great to see a new kind of Venomverse? Because I don't think they're going to tie this back into the MCU at all. I definitely don't think they are. I think this is a completely separate thing. I think it depends on how well it sells, honestly. (laughs) And you can't have a villain be the center of a cinematic universe. I'm just going to say that it can't be done. Why can't you? Because the way that you make a movie is you leave some mystery around your villain. And he has to pop up at the most inopportune fucking time. When he's the main character, you know too much about him for him to remain a villain. That's how you end up with fucking Venom for hire. I can see that. And I'm still going to go to the point that I think anti-hero Venom is older than you guys are giving him credit for. He's late 90s. As soon as kids wanted fucking toys, the character changed. All right. But not in a cartoon that I remember. No. And There's maybe, definitely maybe it's... an old cartoon that I'm thinking of, for sure. See, when you say old, though, that's not means something to completely us. different I, to I'm, me. I'm sorry. I am I am much younger than you two. So maybe... You're also really shitty with dates, because I looked up how long the Colorado Rapids have been around. Oh, yeah. I was 1996. Think... No, you're right. I was I was thinking the switchbacks. So... Oh, yeah. Okay, I was about to say, so we were sophomores in college. Because you had said we won tickets to them, and we did not. We won tickets to the switchbacks. And that's what threw me off. I was like, uh, no. Unless you the... took Jake up to Dick's Sporting Good Field in Denver. I did, and we won tickets to the fucking Rapids. I then it was the I Rapids. I swear it was the switchbacks. I swear it was. Well, I went to the game, and I have pictures <laughs> from it on Facebook. And I know I was at Dick's because Jake and I were making jokes about Dick's it the jokes. whole fucking time. <laughs> Uh, and this was when he was, what, nine or ten? Yeah, we were at a Rapids game. I know what the fucking logo looks like. <laughs> Tyler, why are you trying to rewrite history? I don't know, man. If I could rewrite history, <laughs> there's so much I would do other than fucking make up a, a difference between the Rapids and the Switchbacks. Come on, that's bullshit. Uh, and that's fair. And on that note, we're going to wrap up. <laughs> Here at Project Challenge, we love all kinds of feedback and questions. You can find our email and Facebook details at projectchallenge.com. Follow us on Twitter at OG Challenge and drop a review on iTunes or the Play Store. Huge thanks to all the listeners and supporters. And until next time, stay challenged.